the social anxiety at the time was keeping me safe because if I was never putting myself out there, I would never get rejected. And I always like to tell like my clients, like your thoughts don't define you. They don't. And that's the point is to show you that that failure is not bad. It's not that big of a deal. It's not as bad as my brain makes it think, like make me think it is. I definitely think in our society, we're like, oh, how dare you bully? How dare you bully? You know, this is this mentality of like, all right, how do we help them? How do we prevent it from happening? Not just punishing the bully for bullying, but like preventing it from happening. Am I serving people and loving themselves more? Am I serving people and connecting authentically and powerfully each and every day? Then I'm successful. It doesn't matter what I accomplish, quote unquote, (laughs) right? Get the wins towards where you want to be. Don't like go from zero to, you know, 60, you know, go to zero to one and then to two and then to three. And then eventually you'll get to 60. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. I mean, I have an incredible guest and we were playing around a little bit before starting to record. So I'm actually going to have you do the intro today, Jeremy, if you, if you don't mind. I would love to. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for another beautiful edition of the I Love Success podcast with your host, Peter. And his special guest, last but not least, Jeremy Green, also known as Jeremy Talks to Strangers and the man who has given free hugs around the world. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, welcome, Jeremy. And thank you for that intro. I think I'm glad I don't have a boss because I I might got get fired and <laughs> you might take my position <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that uh i'm a, i'm my own boss and uh, thank you for being uh, a cool guy man yeah it's fine do you remember how we met yeah i do remember how we met <laughs> i was like who's this weird guy i, I was drinking coffee uh, on abbott kinney and then like who's who's this weird guy talking to everybody <laughs> <laughs> And then Adam, my friend, he's like, oh, I've seen you in Santa Monica. You're giving out free hugs. Uh, So let's take this back because every great, you know, development or accomplishment or or growth starts a lot of times with pain. So let's go back to you as a young kid. When, when did you, when did you realize that you had social anxiety or, and it was hard to kind of, you know, interact with other human beings? Um, yeah. Uh, just to go back to like elementary school, I always had trouble concentrating. I was the, you know, the kid running around the school, um, beating kids up and being kind of a, a, like looking back, like I was just so high energy and I couldn't focus, but I never had social anxiety. Uh, my social anxiety stems from when I was in the seventh grade and middle schools can be a very challenging time for a lot of people in my judgment. And um, I got in an argument with my f- good friend from elementary school. And instead of, you know, hashing it out like friends do, he decided to start the anti Jeremy movement. And um, I got a whole community of people who would work together to make my life as challenging as possible. That's a light way to say it. (laughs) And um, I had times where 
there's a lot of situations where like two guys, this thing, something called like the stunner. That's where they grab you by the neck and you pull you down. I once had two guys do it to me at the same time and I fell to the floor and hit my head on the floor and it was really painful and I was crying and my crush, of course, was in the class as I'm just saying tears. Um, I had a half empty bottle of Gatorade thrown in my head from a two-story, you know, building. I had um, this girl kick me in the shin as hard as she can just so she can tell other people she did it just for cred. <laughs> I kicked Jeremy in the shin. Nice. And it was just like a, so it was, it was hard. And, um, I ended up having to hang out with a grade level underneath me. And that was hard because they already had their bonds. They've known each other for years. And I was just like, this, I felt this outsider who's like, oh, can I hang out with you younger kids? So that trauma and also like my oldest brother's living with autism and he, he'd kind of take out, you know, his frustrations in the world on me. So it's already like prime punching bag real estate. And from there, I just um, took on a lot of stories of I'm not good enough. I bring no value. No one likes me um, and created social anxiety in me. And it's interesting looking back at it at the time. I didn't see this, but the social anxiety at the time was keeping me safe because if I was never putting myself out there, I would never get rejected. Yeah. And how, how, how does that process work? Because I think we're all more or less have had those moments in our life when we're like fucking fed up and we're like, I can't take this anymore. And uh, you're not happy in the situation you are or, or who, you, who you show up as in the world. Like what's the process to, to actually change? Because most people don't know. And it, it, it always seems so damn hard that we're okay, I, I call it the frustration curve. Like uh, most people can go their whole life being kind of unhappy because it's not too, too bad and it's an easier place to be in than actually change. But in, when, when the frustration is so high that you have to make a change, that's where we like, I, shit, I can't do this anymore. And, and that's sad because mo a lot of people never hit that high ceiling. It's just easier to stay in the unhappiness and not change. So my goal today is to give them some tools, like to say, hey, you can change and you, you can, you know, start loving yourself. Absolutely. And um, I, teach, I teach this with my clients and it's really crucial. And that is to concentrate on the reps as I like to put it. And what I mean by that is say, for example, um, I ask a girl, here's, here's, I think in our, in our society, we're, we're so results oriented and that can be very toxic. And when I give social coaching sessions to like my clients, um, when I was in, in person, I would actually, now it's just more virtual, but in person, I would literally, I was a, basically a physical, like a fitness instructor, but for the brain. Right. Yeah. For me, I was so scared of failing that I never put myself out there and I never grew. So, right. So what I learned is just to put yourself in situations where you see failure slash reps as very positive things. So for example, when I'd war like I do the warm up with my clients, I go out there. I think I met you when I was giving a social coaching session. I literally look back and oh, I, maybe, yeah. And then I would have them say hello to 10 people in a row. 
and only concentrate on what they can control. And that's like saying hello to people and not the responses. So say, so then for example, the fourth person gives the guy a dirty, my client, a dirty look. I'm like, dude, four, come on, baby. Give me six more. Good job. Like seeing the rep, no matter how they get the, no matter how the response, if it's towards their goal is a positive thing. And then I, of course, move into the next, you know, all right, let's do the, let's do the, more, the harder thing. You know, let's uh, give 10 compliments of something they have control over and, and they give some compliments and, and then going into like asking a girl out. Um, if, if a guy or a girl asks the other person out and they say no, a lot of times they'll say, Oh, okay. Um, I failed. No, <laughs> you ask a girl out or ask a guy out like success because that's all you can control a lot of the times and just concentrate on those reps over and over again and go from there. And even when like with podcasting, I remember in doing socials, I would, all right. And a lot of people have to show up. Like it's still happens. Still, I still deal with this. They have to show up, but just concentrate on like throwing the social and that's the success or, or creating the 10 events. All right. Got to 10 and not concentrating on the results. It can impact um, your impact yourself in a lot of positive ways. And then also, like, like I said, your thoughts don't define you. So for example, when I have like a thought of, I bring no value to the world, or I'm, a, I'm an imposter, or I'm never going to be successful. And it's to separate myself from that thought of when I see when I notice I have those negative thoughts, I'll say, I have the thought like separating yourself, not to def- not defining yourself by the thought, like I have the thought that and see, I'm seeing what I'm doing. I'm separating. I have the thought that I bring no value. I have the thought that I am never going to be successful or I'm, never, I'm bring whatever it is. No one likes me, whatever it is. And then I can even separate, separate myself even further and say, I notice that I have the thought that no one likes me or I'm never going to be successful. And it's separating yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think we all struggle with loving ourselves, right? And one thing that it's so like the question is so hard for me because it's so easy to love oneself when we're doing good, when we're accomplishing all these things, when we're putting, you know, more accolades in our, in our backpack, but that's not what life is about all the time. Right. We, we have to, be happy in everyday life and be content with who we are as human beings. And I think that's the hardest part because it's easy to be a fucking winner and love yourself, especially in that moment. Then of course that fades away as well. But how, how can you, like, what, what can you say to people that are, you know, just chasing, chasing more gold, chasing more accolades, you know, trying to sleep with more women or men and dating more buying more stuff, you know, uh, just to, to try to be happy. I mean, it goes back to what I'm saying. Like if you're happy when you're, everything's going well and you're accomplishing all those things then you're very results oriented, right? Um, Aren't we all? And it's, it's about, I mean, yeah, that's the problem though. Right. Because it's not about the results. It's about your effort towards how you want to show up in the world isn't it about the result though no i mean if i'm concentrating on what i can control like a lot of times i can do everything perfectly quote unquote and it doesn't lead to the result that i that i quote unquote wanted 
And so no, it's not the results. It is, but it isn't, right? Like if I can, I'm saying, I'm, I'm going to say this again, if I'm putting the reps and the effort towards how I want to show up in the world and what I want to accomplish, I know you're talking about the accomplish, then um, the results will come. I guess it's just, uh, it'll, it'll happen. But not being tied to the results. Don't give the results, you know, my power over my value in the world. You know, it's, uh, I got, I got burned by three, five girls. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm going towards how, like, what is the, what do I want? What's my goal? What am I doing to get it? Where am I at now? Right. Um, and just embracing failing over and over. Like that was a great fail. That was a great, instead of saying fail and seeing it as a negative thing, see it as a rep. That was a great rep. Good job. You know, I've done a webinar before, like the first one I ever did. And it was quote unquote a fail, but I saw it as a success because I did it. Yeah. I think that's something that we all struggle with right we are good the way we are because we're always trying to change stuff you know to improve to get better and i think it's good but i think you also need to realize that you are so okay just the way you are like you don't have to like i i'm big into goals i've written books about goals i help people accomplish their goals but i always tell them like you just don't make my goal your goal it can be a small thing it could be a big thing whatever you want but you're already worthy because i mean my podcast name is i love success and i've met over 200 super successful people now in all fields and a lot of a lot of them chase you know success and accolades to feel worthy and then when you get there you realize that it's just empty so you got to enjoy the journey. You got to compete against yourself and realize you are unique. You are special and your journey is, is yours, not no, n- nobody else's. Even though we, we, we compare ourselves a lot nowadays, especially with social media, it's, it's crazy. How do, you, how do you deal with that though? Let's say you're, you're, you're a girl and you, you don't feel pretty because you, you go to Instagram and you see all these models and you don't feel pretty. Or if you're a guy, you watch all your friends traveling the world, hooking up with hot chicks and, and like there you are in your like basement uh, playing Counter-Strike. I mean, first off, a lot of social media is a lie these days. And... Most of, the, most of the stuff people post is not real. Um, for example, I see it all the time where like, you know, girls post their self on a bikini in their, you know, the bikini on like an island of some place in the middle of nowhere in Asia. And it's, it's just not real. On top of that, um, they start like going back to gratitude, what you're grateful for and comparing yourself to yourself and, I don't know. I understand why people post such inauthentic things on social media because they want to be like, get the likes. They're going for the likes. And um, I rather get like a lot less likes and have a post be authentic than, um, than the, the, you know, the, the opposite side of the spectrum. Right. Um, I don't, I turn off my, my notifications, which helps a lot. And I find it, it's, yeah, it all goes back to like comparing, like you said, talk, comparing yourself to yourself of yesterday. Um, and that's really important. And it's easier said than done, but it is so doable. And understanding that 
all our thoughts and beliefs and what we think we can accomplish is all made up. Like everything is made up. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying if everything's made up, you can make up whatever you want. I can sit here and be like, if I, if I have the thought that like, I'm not doing the best I can, or I have the thought that um, I'm not successful. I'm, I have the thought that I'm not confident. I have the thought that I'm not good at names, all these negative thoughts. I can just throw that away and be like, I'm very successful. I'm amazing. I'm confident. I'm very good with, I'm very good in dating. I'm very good at this. And just say those things until they be, until those, like, as I said, those muscles become really, really buff. And the beginning of that transformation is going to be absolutely challenging. And it's going to, but I'm saying like consistency is currency. So if I'm consistent, like towards where I want to, how I want to show up and what I want to do in my life, then I'm, I'm going to get the currency and I'm going to be able to create and purchase. You know, it sounds like interesting, but <laughs> um, that new model <laughs> of myself that I really want, right? I'm, I'm being very consistent towards my goals. All right, I got a lot of currency and I just purchased a new version of myself. <laughs> I just came up with that right now. <laughs> That's good. Good. Would Jeremy, do you think that um, your younger self would be proud of you today? Yeah, I do. Um, I noticed like my resistor wanted to say no. And, um, I don't want to come off as arrogant, this, this, and that. And it's like self-love and self-confidence isn't arrogance. Because if I'm loving myself fully and completely, then my ability to show up for other people just go skyrockets. So no, it's not selfish. And going back to your question of would I be proud of myself? I mean, I have, I've been like, even, even I have my hardcore challenges off, obviously. And for one of them is I keep pushing the boundaries of what I can do and get out of my comfort zone even more and more and more. And for example, um, I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, Monday I'm actually releasing a podcast episode um, with my main bully from middle school. Um, and I, I recorded it a bit ago and I, I freaked out because it was such a, it was a hard, it was, it was a very challenging experience. I was in, like, we were both in tears and I, I just, I remember, so I have this lady on my podcast who did a TEDx and she's a clinical psychologist and she's been specializing in bullying for the last 15 years. And I was like, Hey, um, would you or anyone, you know, be down to be like kind of a, you know, facilitator between, between me and my main bully from middle school. And she's like, Jeremy, I will, are you kidding me? And, um, we jumped on the zoom call and she basically gave us a therapy session, recorded therapy session. My main bully from middle school is so intense. And I never in a million years thought I would do something like that. And um, I'm like, I'm getting choked up as I talk about it. Um, what did you learn from that conversation? I learned a lot. I think the big one was just how much he was going through in his own life. You know, he was uh, taking it out on me. Um, I don't want to give too much of the episode away, but just getting into, like, he, he ended up going to jail. He ended up becoming an alcoholic. He wrote me from jail. Um, 
he even mentioned some things he used to do to me I forgot about like that's how much crap he did to me like he once like he would tie my backpack to the chair every single day I don't remember this I guess I suppressed it and then you know I'd get up for the bell and the, the chair would be tied to my backpack and people would laugh and that was traumatizing so I guess I repressed it um yeah. I learned that it had nothing to do with me and I T- took on his mean actions as it had it had everything to do with me and um also the the whole narrative behind bullying is that the bully is the bad guy and i hope that changes because it's like no if a bully is being a bully they're going through so many demons and going through their you know a lot and how do we help the bully Let's like we, I, I, I don't like I'm getting into it, but I definitely think in our society we're like, oh, how dare you bully? How dare you bully? You know, this is this mentality of like, all right, how do we help them? How do we prevent it from happening? Not just punishing the bully for bullying, but like preventing it from happening. Yeah, and uh, people that are listening right now that have been bullies, like, what would you suggest? What what are what should they do? Uh, should they reach out to the people that bullied and apologize? Like, what what is the best way to go about it? If they do if apologize, I would do it for themselves and not for the other person, because then you're you're like I said, you're concentrating on the results. Yeah. But um, if it feels right to you, yeah, I think it depends on it's case by case, definitely. But um, yeah, for him, it seemed like it brought him a lot of um like a cathartic experience um we i mean i've never i've never usually he's really like you know tough and telling telling jokes to deflect which i know that i know that because i used to do that deflect with humor and he was like basically in tears and it seemed like it was a really powerful experience for him than it was for me and um i would say yeah if if it resonates with you apologize absolutely right because I never forget this. I was teaching a piano class to this 10 year old and someone, one of my coworkers was like, Oh, I hate this person. And this girl's like, my mom, my mom always said that hating someone is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to be poisoned. (laughs) Yeah. It's true though. I remember seeing this special on TV and this guy when he was younger literally shot this lady in the head and went to jail for life. The lady had all sorts of like brain damage. She survived it. And she ended up forgiving the guy who shot her in the head. And she would visit him in jail often. And I saw that. And I was like, whoa, whoa. If someone shot me in the head and I had brain damage the rest of my life, would I be able to forgive them? my first reaction was like, no, how dare, how could you like, no, that's so, oh, I got so uncomfortable. But this lady forgave this guy. And at first it was not for him, it's for herself. Cause she just hated this guy who shot him and shot her in the head. And I think, man, yeah, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, I love that. And I love you, man. Uh, it's 
what you're doing is incredible and you've taken your pain into something beautiful and you're sharing that with the world and that you are that you have the courage to interact with people we all we're all craving human connection and i think what you're doing is awesome i just have one final question then i'm going to let you go and for everybody listening and watching that are here with us what do you want to tell them if they want to start working on their dream right now? What, what would be their first step to do right after this show? Oof, good question. And take that first step. Um, literally take that first step and then take that next step and then take that next step. I think it's like climbing, like something like climbing Mount Everest. You're like, I want to climb to the top of Mount Everest. All right, no, no, I want to just take a step towards the top of Mount Everest and I want to take another step towards Mount Everest and start small, definitely start small. Like I, I noticed that my clients are like, I want to go, I want to do life changing experiences and I want it now. And I'm like, no, it's, <laughs> it took a long time to, you know, take on those negative voices and habits and everything. It's going to take time to get out of them. And, um, it's, for example, like, I don't want to get too far out, but if someone doesn't exercise and they want to start exercising, they're like, I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm like, well, where are you now? Like how, <laughs> how many times have you been to the gym in the last week? Zero. I was like, so is it get the wins, you know, get the wins. I'm going to go to the gym or no, you probably right now, right now, but I'm going to go running at least once between now and next week. And if you yeah. can do that, then, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do two, like yeah. get the wins towards where you want to be. Don't like go from zero to, you know, 60, you know, go to zero to one and then to two and then to three. And then eventually you'll get to 60. I agree. And uh, if people want to connect with you and learn more about you, where can they find you? Um, the social media, <laughs> um, Jeremy talks to strangers. Is that where you have your bikini pictures <laughs> on a deserted island, all oiled up in Hawaiian tropic? <laughs> no. Go there. His his social is amazing. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeremy talks to strangers. Um, the Social Ninjas podcast, and then um, my global community that I'm growing is Join Team Human, and we're actually actually organized an around the world dance party. And it's Saturday, and it's oh, wow. the last one had thirty plus, but this one actually promoted more. So I just I don't know. I, there's so much going on in the world right now. If I can. Like when I spread joy and, and hope, like it just, it fills me up. And um, yeah, so I'm, I just bringing people together and bringing joy and bringing self-belief and just connection on a powerful level and bringing humanity closer together. It's just, that's my joy. That's my peace. Lead with love, people. Thank you so much for still being here with us. And uh, my goal is to help at least 10 million people in 10 years to go after their dreams. But right now, you're the most important person to me. I hope you find some value in our conversation today and that you make you know, some adjustments in, in your life to, to, to love yourself more and to, to give more love to other human beings out there. And just know, I know you have this badass dreams of becoming something really special but you already are special. You already are worthy. So take that with you today when you go show up in the world, you know, 
share more love, give somebody a hug, even if it's from a distance or on a video, whatever you do, just, just show love and be happy and go after what you really want and show us some love as well. I want to help all these people. I can't do it myself. I, I'm dependent on you and, and this tribe of cool people living, you know, stri striving to live their best life. So share this with somebody. Go to ilovesuccess.co. We have more than 200 episodes right now. You, you can find so much inspiration. It's all for free for you to, you know, learn and uh, improve and, and create that life that you want. So thanks again, guys. And thank you so much, Jeremy, for being here with us and see you guys next week.